And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for all the spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is going to be a doozy. My gosh, everyone has watched it. They've been talking about it since it came out. So now we're hopping on the bandwagon. And hopefully you will hop on with us because we're talking about the 2021 South Korean survival drama as described by Wikipedia, and <laughs> Netflix's most-watched series, Squid Game. Oh. <laughs> Can we insert some squid noises? Do squids make noises? Ooh, that's a great question. If they do, then we definitely need the noises. Mm-hmm. Fantastical. So this was created, this Netflix series was created by Huang Dong Hyunk and lists a, a cast of wonderful, wonderful actors that we'll all get into. So we're going to be talking through this kind of like the midnight mass episode, uh, episode by episode of squid game. So obviously heavy spoilers and Jamie, any trigger warnings for this? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty brutal show. There is a lot of violence. Um, there are many deaths depicted. Um, there's some like assaulty type things that seem like they're about to happen. Um, Mm. And there's some sexual activity, um, but mostly the murdery bits. So if that is not for you, um, then this might not be for you. All of the murdery bits, for sure. Now, before we get into it, because this is going to be a longer episode of going through each of the individual episodes, can you guys talk to me about your introduction into this? Like, did you see this when it first came out? Or did you see, like, you know, the trailer on Netflix? Like, how was your introduction into Squid Game? Um, So my introduction was through a wonderful social media app called TikTok. And because I spend too much free time on this application, um, it was really trending. The, the like main theme from the show was trending. Um, some of the games that were played were trending. They turned some of the games into filters that you can use. Um, and those were trending. Um, Nikisha, I think you had mentioned one in particular with the, um, red light, green light where like you make noise and then like your character like moves on the screen and then like the doll rotates its head and you have to stop making noise so you don't move. Um, 
So, so yeah, all of that, um, even the, um, the, the sugar, um, cook, I don't know what it's called. The honeycomb honeycomb game was also trending both in, this is how you make the honeycomb on TikTok. And then also like, how well would you fare in trying to do it? Um, so that was, that was how I learned that this was even a show. Cause I had no idea what was going on. Um, I didn't hear anything about it before. And to be quite frank, I am very overwhelmed with content. Um, mm-hmm. so I did not, it took me a while to watch it. Um, it's, it's post Thanksgiving right now. And we finally watched it over Thanksgiving. I was going to say Thanksgiving break, but I'm a fully grown adult who does not have a break. So I watched it around Thanksgiving time. Um, yes. And, uh, and yeah, this was like, I, I, I felt like I had the time to commit to, um, to binge a full series. Um, you know, not like, not like in my youth and it was really, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I, uh, I enjoyed it as a binge. We like paused in the middle. I think like we watched it over two days. Um, but it was like, it was very compelling. And there was definitely some episodes where I was like, no, we have to keep going right now. I need to know what's going to happen next. Um, and other ones where I was like, okay, like I'm good and I can wait. Absolutely. Uh, random male noise, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, sure. The same introduction or. So no, I'm an insane person. So every Friday I go onto all of the streaming apps and see what's new. And mm. I like put them in my queue. And I saw Squid Game and the Friday it came out. I was like, I read the synopsis and I was like, this sounds really interesting and super cool. So I saved it and then I never watched it. So I knew it was a thing. And then all of a sudden I saw it like coming up on like Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And like friends had been watching it. I was like, oh, wow. Like I had no idea that this was going to be a thing. And then we watched the first episode and then didn't continue. Not because we didn't like it. That wasn't the case at all. Just because Mm -hmm. like life gets in the way or, or like a Marvel movie comes out or like, I just Disney wanted Pl- to watch TikToks for like two hours yeah. instead of catch up on shows. What can I say? <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. And then we find, and then we finally binged it. Um, uh, but yeah, that was my introduction to it. I, I, I discovered it. That's what I'm trying to say. I discovered it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot yeah. of people who stay on the hinge of the trends and I think that you're Listen, definitely that person, Brian. If I'm anything, I'm trendy. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I do that on Fridays. I love going on like Hulu and all that, uh, on, on, uh, um, uh, Netflix and all that Amazon and all that. And I like to see like what random things are new that day. I even watch those like YouTube videos that Netflix puts out where it's like, what's coming in December. And it's like 12 minutes of just like watching what's coming in December on those things. I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah, now I, I love guess. those. Yeah. This, he, this is a wild person that <laughs> just like spends so much time. He like perfectly curates all of his like things to watch, um, like constantly, you know, reshuffling and reordering. And then it's, it's just so much, so many hours dedicated to the craft of curating his coming up next lists. I mean, that's super impressive. I, I just let Netflix tell me when they blast <laughs> the trailer, when you turn on the stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, says, what's new? Watch it now. And you're just like... <laughs> press anything. Why is everybody talking to me? Ah. 
<laughs> but uh, no, that's that's great. Literally, the only reason that I watched Squid Game, Squid Game is because everyone was telling me to watch it in my cast because people were going mm. through it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they know that I like a good bloody show. They were <laughs> like, you have to watch this. This is going to be great. And so finally I was like, okay, I'll start it. Let's see what the hype is about. Because also just want to say, I usually do not jump on the bandwagon of hype. I'm the one that like lets it die down and then I'll go back and watch it. And then sure. realize people were right about the hype. <laughs> But I just don't want to be a part of it unless I'm ahead of it, which happened with Bridgerton because that started. And I was like, oh, this is great. Everybody watch it. And then it came like a huge thing. Oh, interesting. Uh, so what but, you're saying is you're also a trendsetter. I am. We have this that. Great news. But I am going to have to jump on that Netflix watching the new stuff things because I'm very intrigued. It's awesome. I'll send you the December one. Yes, please. Yeah. Fantastical. Yeah. Well, are we ready to get into this? Because it's a lot. Yeah. Squid Let's game. Squid, 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 squid. Squid, squid. Oh, man. This would have been such a good opportunity to have, like, calamari, oh, to have uh, um, other, like, squid-oriented food, some octopus. I mean... Octopus would be wonderful. Tapas. Um, if you go... Well, Estia, y'all tried the octopus there. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really I went, good. I went back to that place, like, three more times. Oh, <laughs> oh really? nice. <laughs> and tried a whole bunch of different things, but I finally tried the octopus and it was great. So I have to say about mm-hmm. that. Fantastic. All right. So let's get into it. Episode one. I'm going to read off this tiny little synopsis of it just so that we get an idea of what was going on. But the first episode was obviously Red Light, Green Light, which is one of the things that really took on to the social medias. But here is when we meet the main character who is down on his luck, having accumulated enormous debt with loan sharks while becoming estranged with his daughter and ex-wife. And at a train station, he meets this well-dressed man and they play that uh, money game with the red block and the blue block. Mm-hmm. Also, preface, we are not going to butcher any of these Korean names out of respect. So we're just going to make up <laughs> little things on our own so that we are not being disrespectful to people. So they're playing that game. And of course, the main character is being offered money if he wins. And that eventually leads him to getting the car to play the bigger game where he is taken off by these mass staff in pink jumpsuits. And they arrive and find out that there are 456 of these players that are all in financial distress. And they are trying to win this big pot of money, billions and billions of dollars, if they can all, uh, if they can win this game and beat all the other competitors. So the first game in this one that we see is red light, green light. And after they start playing the game, because everyone signs off and they're like, yeah, this is cool. We're just playing games. Everything is fine until dun, dun, dun. (laughs) If you lose the game, you actually die. So in the midst of the red light, green light, we're seeing everyone being killed as they're losing the game. And so people are trying to help other people. People are trying to kill other people so that they can win this game. And that is when we're introduced to the old man as well as the gangster and uh, the accountant uh, school guy graduate is what we're going to call him. And that is pretty much the end of the first game. So tell me initial thoughts about this one. Um, I mean, I think that it really like sets the stage really well with the main character with like the degree of debt that he's in, um, how his gambling addiction has 
uh, impacted, like negatively impacted all of his relationships, um, his relationship with his mother, his relationship with his ex-wife, with his daughter, um, you know, that his daughter like still kind of feels for him, but also like kind of knows who he is. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think like kind of like learning about the backstory a little bit on, on who is to be our main character is really effective. And then, and then, you know, we have some information, but really not enough up until the point of them playing the red light, green light game, which is really interesting. I, I'm just thinking about like all the games and stuff. Like I can't remember the last time I like played a lot of these games. Um, I mean, I went to summer camp, uh, many different iterations of summer camp, mm-hmm. um, sleep away, travel camp, you know, day camp. I've, I've really done it all. Um, so if anyone has any camp related questions, I'm very happy to answer. I'm sure Brian also could probably answer many questions about camp, but, um, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like this really intense moment and like seeing the, like seeing everybody kind of processing what was happening at a variety of different speeds was really fascinating because like, yeah, you know, not everybody really understands what's going on. There's people in the front who like can see what's happening and they are more at risk. There's people in the back who might not yet know what's going on. Um, the, the like desire to help some people, which is really interesting. It's like, you know, nobody knows each other yet. Everybody, no one knows each other's names. They're all identified by numbers at this point. Um, there's some people who have relationships like outside of here, but so like what's compelling anybody to help anybody else. And then because of the relationships outside of here, you have some people trying to get other people killed. Um, one of the things that happens in the first episode is the main character wins a bunch, a bunch of money on, um, on a bet from horse races and he actually gets pickpocketed and the pickpocket also ends up here. Um, yes. And so like just interesting things these these types of like pre-existing relationships um that now they're all in this space together and and it's like literally everyone for themselves and and you see some people take that to heart and you see other people actually like be a little compassionate towards others which like I I I hope that that's real I hope that people would actually want to help other people in those situations um but you never know Yeah. And I also think it's just so beautiful in you even speaking about how the cast is being presented and how well they introduce this introduction of an ensemble cast. Of course, there is a main character, but at the end of the day, everyone in some form is connected in some way, even aside from just all being a part of this game. And them having the connection of poverty and just seeing how down on their luck everyone was and just how much they are willing to sacrifice in order to, I mean, to be given no information, to be taken to a place that you don't know, you are put on, you are unconscious, <laughs> you know, like there's just so many things that could go They're wrong. They're kidnapped. In scenario. They're kidnapped. Yes. And there's just so many things that can go wrong. And this is all, you know, before we realize that people can, are going to die, but mm-hmm. some things can go wrong, but it's just because they're in such desperate need to not only have the money, but for the main character to be connected back with his daughter and to help out his mother and everyone who has their various reasons for wanting to be there and, and win the money. But 
it's just so crazy that sometimes your conscious thought, it, it, it it's not helping, I guess it's not put into like, uh, is put into survival mode and not common sense mode because mm-hmm. you're going into this, not knowing anything, not knowing what the consequences could be. Anytime there's a situation where you could quote unquote, make free money, there's going to be some type of consequence, but because they're in such dire circumstance, they're not thinking on that level. They're just mm-hmm. thinking, I would rather risk everything to get sure. this. And I just think that that can also kind of be like a commonality, which is why I think the show is becomes has become so popular because people in some form or fashion have um, felt that way of like money being kind of like the ruler of everything that you do and the direction in your life and helps you make the decisions that you make as a human being in this world because the world exists around money. It's how mm-hmm. we have created it to be or how people have created it to be. Uh, so I don't know. It's just it's awesome just to see this whole ensemble of characters and how they all come together. But Brian? Uh, I love rules. So <laughs> this show gave me more rules than I even knew what to do with. Um, <laughs> I just loved everything about the rules. I was so into this. Um, and this first episode not only gave us rules, but I really it felt like I had like a lost feeling to it where like mm-hmm. you you got a little bit of the background of everyone and it really set up. This, and, you know, looking forward, I think that season two, season two episode two (laughs) benefited from episode one i know it's like a stupid thing to say but like being able to put them in their world and then get them into the squid game um and then being and we'll talk about episode two and how i think that like really helped um but that was awesome (coughs) also i have a very 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 hard time watching bums just like this guy's a bum like he like he just, he saw the right decision. It's not like he didn't see the right decision and just like did the bad decision. He saw the right decision at every like turn. And I'm not talking about like an addiction to gambling or anything to that effect. I'm talking about like, just like familial things and whatnot. And he just, and it's just really hard for me to watch. And we'll talk about that in terms of his journey and the arc throughout the whole thing. Um, but like, I always, I mean, I think it's good TV. I mean, I kept watching because he's a bum, but like, it's just really hard for me to watch people make such boneheaded decisions when they have a choice. Um, um, when the choice is clear in front of them, I feel very differently about some horror movies where they like make stupid choices or they justify their choices. I feel like he never even justified his choices. And that, and that again, He's a bum and he's supposed to be a bum and he's supposed to learn from that. And then I get that. Um, but I just have a hard time watching it. That being said, I really enjoyed the first episode because it really sets everything up. And what a great, for what this is, what an awesome payoff that red light, green light is. Like it really mm-hmm. is, especially 99.9% of people who went in watching this had no idea what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like, that, it's not like, you know, no one watched a trailer necessarily for this, like a crazier trailer. Like, like they may have, like, on Netflix or whatnot, but, like, no one was, like, anticipating this. don't tell this. people what they did or didn't do, Brian. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It, there's something very magical about going into something and just not knowing what you're going to get plot-wise or anything. And I feel like this also kind of filled that, that void for people. Um, mm-hmm. So I really liked episode one. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Uh, the first game that they play in the train station where the, with the red and blue um, pieces of paper, I, yeah. I'd never seen that game before. Is that a game that either of you are familiar with? No. Absolutely not. 
Okay. I, yeah. I was just very, I was very curious. Cause I was like, is it like a, um, uh, what's it called? Why can't I remember what those things are called? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, what's the, um, no, it's not even the thing that you throw on the ground. I don't even know why I'm thinking of it, the but I can't think tellers? of the word. No, but that's kind of what they look like. <laughs> they do like the, the fortune tellers. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like pogs. Don't, or didn't you do something with those things? Did you have to throw those? I think so. You, did, did you throw the slammer down on pogs? Maybe. I think I just collected yeah. them. Okay. I don't think I play. I don't think I played the game. I think I just had a bunch of pogs yeah. as a kid. Nice. And Power Rangers cards. That's what I have. And Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely talk about our childhood games <laughs> in the Squid Game because heads up, seven up, hands down. <laughs> okay. That's that's a good fun. Four Corners. Did y'all ever play Four Corners? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Gaga? No. Yeah. I, I oh think it's God. pronounced Gaga. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You're right. <laughs> I, have, I have to look that one up. <laughs> uh, anything uh, else in this first episode? I don't think so. I want to say two things and then we can move on to the second one uh, in response to Brian, because I, I did appreciate the fact that we got put into the world in episode one. Cause I think if it was like, you know, the first episode or the first two episodes that was just introduction into characters, it would have fell off a little bit. And two, I just, it's been maybe a month for me since I've watched this whole thing. So I'm trying to just go back on my reactions, but I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a hot take, Brian, for you to say the main character was just making not common sense choices. I was in it with him. I think that, you know, he had his reasons for doing things. And of course, well, you said gambling aside, that would have been the only thing that I've been like, yeah, duh, don't gamble like your money away. You need to help people. But all the rest of the decisions, it seemed like, but again, it's been a month. Maybe I should watch it again. But I feel like that Actually, one of my biggest problems with the main character is he had no tactics. The main character had one tactic, which was to like yell and kind of get aggressive with people to get what he wants. The whole time, any time that he like freaks out, he just starts yelling and grabbing people's arms to get them. Whether it's the old man later on, whether it is, you know, somebody, you know, I mean, there are like multiple times that happened. His inability to like use other tactics to get what he wanted or and I'm not even trying to have him be like sneaky about it or whatnot, but like that's really hard to watch and pretty grating in some for me. Um, Mm. But I still thought he was a really good protagonist to watch go through this. But I but I'm mostly excited to talk about his journey and how you felt about how it ended. Um, Oh, for sure. I mean, I definitely think as a whole, like the way that the acting and everything was set up. It was a, it was a little kind of annoying and overdramatic in the first episode, but then it kind of like panned itself out through the events that were happening, which I sure, think. sure. But yes. Awesome. Oh, like, like, yeah. When he yelled at the girl, like to like yeah. give my money back. Well, it's all the same. He, I, I mean, there were just no, <clears throat> I don't know. There were no but how dimensions. Was the quality of his yelling. <laughs> it was great. No, he was great. I, I think he was wonderful. I, I I just have yeah, issues yeah. with characters like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair assessment. Cool. Okay, so episode two is called Hell, and 
now that they have the first game that is over with and a lot of people have died, many of the survivors are like, yo, it's time for us to leave. You need to let us out. And so there is a clause, the third clause, which speaks to Brian's love of rules, that if they can all have the majority of the vote to leave, then they all can leave. And so that's what happens. Nobody gets the money. The survivors can go home. But back at home, the main character goes to the police and is like, yo, this is happening. The police doesn't believe them. And that's when we're introduced to the detective who's trying to find his brother. So now time passes the people who created the games are going back to the people who are in debt and asking if they want to come back. And oh my gosh, a lot of them say yes. They want to go back to the game despite knowing all of the rules now, which is, whoo, what a doozy. But you know what's happening. They have to get through it. And so now we're introduced to some other characters, uh, Ali, who is just uh, helping with his, um, he's a migrant worker who is trying to help out his family and he's running away from his boss because he had killed them. Uh, we have, like Jamie said, the pickpocketer came back, the gangster came back, slash the woman who becomes his girlfriend and becomes a part of their little gang. So uh, we see them all coming back and wanting to win the prize money. But there is no game in this episode. So it's basically just the people back in their real lives and then coming back into the game. And then it's going to all start over again. Oh, and the old man is also back in the game. Mm. And he was the tiebreaker. And he was the tiebreaker. Yes. He Mm -hmm. was the one who said, who was the last vote. And that allowed everyone (laughs) to leave without any money. So nobody got any money because they all decided to leave. But now people come back. So, do you mind if I start with this one? Absolutely, do it. This episode is why this series works. 100%. The fact that you they all wanted to go home, and, and there's, there's another layer to this, and I'm going to spoil the end to talk about this, if you don't mind. Um, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, we're talking about everything. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> this episode is why this show works for me. One, because more rules, and I love rules. Two... All of these people who were semi-kidnapped, the majority says they want to go home. They go home, and like the title, it's hell. It's worse outside not being able to control your fate than it is inside working towards getting it. And all these people consciously agree to go back into the Squid Games. And so moving forward, you never, ever, ever question why they're even there anymore. You can just fully believe in the Squid Game Island. And that's because of this awesome, awesome episode. Um, The old man makes an appearance. Um, uh, The old man makes an appearance like uh, with the main character in their little town. Um, Obviously that was a little weird, Um, but, but also the she ran he ran across the older sister character um in the first one so he didn't question how like out of place that was in terms of how twists go um and now knowing and again i'm spoiling the end so if you haven't seen the end if you're only up to episode two and you're listening and stopping like stop right now but the fact that the old man the i'll just say the old man twist at the end 
mm-hmm. makes this episode more powerful because he vetoed everyone staying. So he was like, let's all go. So that when everybody came back, he knew he had the best of the best who really wanted to be there and mm-hmm. really wanted to like participate. And th- I mean, this episode is just like really, really, really good in that way. Um, it was really pathetic to watch some of these people beg for money. And I loved that because it makes you believe more why they would go back into the squid games. Like Ali, um, Ooh, and the fingers, woo boy. Um, (laughs) Ali in this episode, um, and him going to, and and the main character going to his ex-wife and you just had like all these things. And it was just like disgusting. It it was just like very uncomfortable to watch, which made the, made everything else believable. Um, Mm. and, and also, by bailing and coming back, it resets their expectations. Um, you know, I think in the first one, so many people died because they were so surprised that death would come for them during red light, green light. And now like they all are very well aware. They can strategize. It's a totally different ball game, a uh, squid game, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I really, this episode just like is fundamentally why this show works for me. Yeah. And just speaking on the fact that the reason why they wanted to go back was because they would rather die in this situation trying to get money than stay home and live in what the episode is. Like Brian said, like live in that hell. And that just kind of also speaks to how desperate they all are and the human behavior aspect of it. Because again, how Brian said, how it's all set up is believable because you're seeing like what they're experiencing in life. And they're like, we would rather be put in this situation where there's, a very, very small percentage that I will live, but there is some type of hope on the other side of this, as opposed to there not being any hope being at home. Mm-hmm. And that's, that just makes you more invested in the characters as a whole, because you're rooting for all of them. Even though you know only one person can ultimately win everything, you're still rooting for everyone because you're seeing what their backstory was and seeing that this is probably their only, their only sense of hope. And so you're hoping with them, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like highlighting, you know, by them choosing to go back into it, it's like, I don't know if it's overinflating the sense of control that they have over their lives and over, over like whatever happens in the game, because like, obviously some of the games are, you know, rigged against them, I guess. Like they're, some of them are just like way more challenging than, than others. Like red light, green light. It's like, you know, if you know the rules of red light, green light, you, you can figure out how to hopefully stay alive, but like other ones where it's like, and we'll get into them, but just like the way that the games get progressively more difficult. Um, like, do they really have control over, (laughs) over their own success or not? Um, sure. Like, you don't really know. But I I think that's really interesting just because, like, control is something that I talk about, like, literally every single day at my job of just, like, you know, when we are feeling helpless or out of control, how do we, how do we take back our control and, like, feel empowered? How do we reflect on, like, what we actually have control over? Because even though we might not be able to control the situation, there are still things that we can control about our, our own lives. And so it's, like, what what is this all saying about about that? Um, which I find very interesting. That is a word. You need some praise music in the back. Thank you, Jamie. Yes, <laughs> amazing. Uh, any other thoughts on episode two? It's more just kind of like the setup, but bringing everybody back in the world is what this one is about. 
Um, I do. I like the introduction of the cop. Um, I like that, you know, someone like I, and I hope that this is no one's recommendation, but like there's parts that kind of remind me of the escape room movie um, where it's like every time, well, I'll try not to spoil the escape room movie, but there, you know, there's forces at large that are, you know, putting people in these escape rooms that are surprise deadly and, um, you know, trying to like stop this organization that's doing it. So I like that there's actually somebody who's like, paying attention to that there's something weird going on and like is is their intuition is telling them to like look further and investigate it versus just dismissing it um because like sure you know as brian described them lovingly as bums like as 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 bad as things might be for a lot of these folks, like they're still human beings. And so like, it makes, again, like I'm going to go touchy feely. I'm just happy that somebody like gives a shit and like is actually invested in the well being of these folks, regardless of the fact that like they are, they're all in debt and, um, and, and putting like, themselves on the back in and, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, they're still people and like, and then, and, and they're, they're facing like death at every turn. And so like, you know, just because they've consented now to being in the game, like doesn't make any of this. Okay. Like capitalism is bad. Let's, you know, like yes. get the man. <laughs> Go after the man. <laughs> yeah. The man. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Okay. Episode three. Yeah. All right. Episode three, the man with the umbrella. So the detective cop, who's trying to find his brother, he ends up infiltrating the place where they're having the games, which is on this like remote island. And now you see the players trying to form alliances with different people to try to up their survival in the game. And we're introduced to the second game, which is the honeycomb candy game where they have 10 minutes to cut out a shape, whatever shape that they are given. And they don't realize what the game is they just have to pick a shape uh so it's that in itself was a thing and there are some people like the uh the the graduate the the accountant guy who figure out the game before mm-hmm. it happens because he sneaks through an air vent and and smells the you know sugar boiling and then he knows you know what what the game is uh, so there are some. Oh, I pe- think that was the pickpocket who did. That. Oh, the pickpocket. Yes, but then she told mm-hmm. him what she smelled. And then he figured out what the game. I think was. he just guessed it. I think he just like, I, no. if I remember, I don't think he had any clue. Did he? She, she, she told, did she told him what it was. We don't see her tell him, but like, they're like chatting. And then he figures it out based on the sweet smell and the game he used mm. to play. Got it. Yes. Uh, so there are, you know, people who, die in in this one but none of the main characters that we have become associated mm-hmm. with uh and yeah we just see alliances forming we see people who are taking desperate 
actions and one guy kidnaps one of the masked people and tries to hold him hostage and unmasks him. And so now the guy who is was unmasked gets shot along with the player because apparently one of the rules is that if the masked people are seen at all in their actual faces, then they also die. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like everybody is just up on the chopping block, you know, even if you're working for the man, you still have a chance to be cut off and killed. So what mm-hmm. is it all for? How do we feel about this episode? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I liked this one. Um, I, I definitely like started to feel a lot more tense watching this, just like where some people have information that other people don't have. Cause this is, this is the first time where like some people actually have advantages um, through information or through tools um, because the, the woman who ends up like, hooking up with the gangster has her lighter and she uses her lighter to help melt her um, tool to like make it easier to cut through the candy. Um, And then she gives it to him as like, you know, the first uh, contact to try to join his, his little gang. Um, And then the main character realizes that um, it it's not evaporating, but it's melting because he like sweats on it. And that's when he realizes that he can lick it. Um, And then it's really funny when you watch uh, like all the people around him, just like furiously start licking their candy too, because they see it's working for him. Um, Mm -hmm. And like seeing him like hold it up against the light to see how see-through it was. Um, But man, like the tension that I felt, uh, when you see the graduate, like figure out what it is, choose the easiest shape for himself and like not really deter anyone. And then they go through the whole thing and all our main characters survive. And then there's that moment where the main, the main, main character is like trying to reconcile with the fact that like, he noticed that the graduate, like figured out yes what, what the game what was. the game was and didn't mm-hmm. tell him anything and like let him go pick the most difficult of the shapes the umbrella mm-hmm. um but he doesn't really he doesn't really like confront him on it which i think is interesting and and i guess we can talk about like kind of his character growth over time but i i mean i'm curious like what either of you make of the fact that he like made that connection, but didn't actually do anything about it in that moment. Yeah. I think that the reason he didn't do anything about it, well, he survived and I know that he probably still knows that he needs the help of the graduate. And Mm -hmm. so it's easier to just not make waves, but to kind of have that silent agreement of like, I know what you just did, but now we just really need to work together. So you just need to be on my side for this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, he knows that he can't do, the main character can't do this on his own. So I feel like that's why he didn't confront the graduate. He needs his help. He needs anyone's help who's willing to give it. And I think, yeah, he, that was the reason why he just didn't, didn't say anything. Hmm. I also, I also think that like one, he wasn't a hundred percent sure, but two, um, he's also not a confrontational guy, especially not in there until like a little Mm -hmm. bit later on. Um, so I think from I, all of his yelling that he was doing in the first episode, that's fair. Yelling and shaking. That's fair. Um, yeah, that I also really, that felt really good to do right now. Um, yeah, I also think that he. Um, 
I, I just think that he like he, he also more than anybody else in this like I think he's a little bit more sympathetic to people um giving them the benefit of the doubt potentially mm-hmm. uh, at least at the beginning of this because so I think that's also part of it too yeah yeah it's and the and the game itself it's just so interesting. Like what stressed me out in this episode was the fact that there were masked people with guns with every single person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hovering over them. And you sure. are the stress of a time limit and the stress of someone just looking over your shoulder as you're doing things so that you yeah. know immediately if you break the shape, you're done. There is no sympathy. There is no whatever. And then it goes back to the player who was like, I'm just so stressed that what else can I do? Like fight or flight. Let me just try to grab someone hostage and maybe they can let me go. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you already agreed that this was what you wanted until it's time to actually follow through and your time face to the go and face the consequences. And so it's just like interesting, the, the dynamic of like, I'm, I am putting myself in the situation, but now when you have the consequences, it's like, how can I get myself out of this, out of what I put myself in. Regardless, people, the game is crazy and people shouldn't be getting killed over <laughs> But which is an interesting like thought process that someone was like, let me try to get out of this right now. I also, mm-hmm. I also like the fact that this episode introduced like another layer to everything. So in the second episode, the first episode is just like, this is the background. The second episode is like, we're going to justify why these people are in here even further. And the third episode, you know, we have another game, but you also have the guy finding the little piece of paper in his pastry. And mm. so um, now there's like another, and the second one also introduces the cop, but this one kind of introduces that, you know, another kind of layer on top of that. So the, the mystery is building a bit more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the first, I mean, the fourth episode, which is stick to the team because that the person who received the paper, that's the doctor. Yes. Who mm-hmm. is now helping them harvest organs, dead bodies in exchange for information on what the next game is going to be. And so obviously this is like underground, 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 because the head people who are running the game uh, don't want, want a fair, quote unquote, fair chance for everyone. So they don't know that this is happening and people are getting different kinds of information. Mm-hmm. We also see in this episode, the gangster, uh, someone accuses him of taking food and then they get mm-hmm. into an mm-hmm. argument and that's when everyone is fighting and someone is actually killed. And when they yeah. realize that they can kill people, even like kill amongst each other and no one will do anything about it. That's when uh, the riot happens uh, at night. And so with all of that happening, even though the old man stops it, which is another clue into like, the old man twists because he's in yelling on the top of his bed, like stop this. And that's when they finally come in and stop the riots at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that riot happens, that's when they're like, let's actually exchange names and not just numbers. And so they're all like telling each other what their names are, building bigger bonds and just building up the tension for all of the other things that are going to happen. Yeah. It's like, are- no, stop. Don't get to know each other. Don't get to know each other because you have to fight. 
And then this is where uh, in episode four, uh, we get the pick a team of 10 and they're picking people. The gangster ends up picking just a bunch of like strong men because he's like, this is going to be my team. And so then the girl that was helping him before she gets left out and she gets part of the main character's uh, team and they find out it's tug of war. So the gangster was actually right in getting, you know, his, his team of, of burly strong men because now they're playing tug of war, but it's actually the old man that helps the team with the main character and, and everyone to win with his tactics because he has enjoyed the game before. Uh, yeah. So that is, that is episode four. How do we, how do we feel about this particular game and the fact that they were all chained to that rope? So you can't even get out if you tried. Also, uh, another thing that I'll say when we get to the actual like twist twist, there's something in there that also lends itself to telling you what the twist is. Mm. But um, um, yeah, this episode was really great. Um, the riot stuff was interesting. I like that these episodes don't have formulas. It's not like something happens in the room and then you play the game. Something happens mm-hmm. in the room and then you play the game. I, I like that. Like this, while this one did have a game at the end, I do like that the episodes are you know switching out. Um, I like the idea of the riot. Um, uh, I like the old guy never shared his name in this one. Um, yeah. and the tug of war was awesome. It was just mm-hmm. like really got me amped. Um, just the way that the old guy described it and they showed how it worked. Um, it was really great. I also like how they gave them less food on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was interesting to get them all riled up. Um, and then we get some more of that cop action in here. Um, you know, something's going on, uh, and, 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 um, you had the coughing next door briefly, and then in the next one, it comes back again. Um, oh yes. With the detective in the room. Yeah. 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 Um, I dug this episode a lot. I, I really, I really liked that game a lot. This is the first time I didn't know what the game was, meaning because on TikTok and all that, like the first two games are very popular trending. This yes. from here on out is when I just like didn't know what the games were. However, all the games are on the walls the whole time. Yes. And that's, and as the beds are being taken away with the people who die, then they just slowly reveal it all. But there's yeah, just yeah. so much going on and so much happening. You're, you're just like invested in what's going on. <laughs> you yeah, don't you're so focused totally i really love that that they're just so focused on one thing that they just don't take a second to like take in their um their surroundings yeah and i do like the fact that you're getting even more invested in the characters because they're getting invested in each other yeah yeah. names and you know where did you come from? Let's talk about all these, these different things. But it's just like, like Brian said, it's like, why would you get to know each other? Because. Stop. It's going to make me sad. <laughs> yeah. So only one person can win. So obviously all of you are going to, you know, you can't, you can't share that prize money, which is also just like a thing with like alliances at, at some point. Yes. You need them to get through things, but then, cause I don't even think, well, in this, these descriptions, I don't talk about, but you have a husband and wife that are in the game together and so Uh, not knowing well now knowing what is going to happen like only one person like that's already enough you have that 
relationship with them, knowing that one of them is going to die, but mm-hmm. forming these relationships and these groups to survive. Yeah, it can help, but eventually only one not person to work out. It's not going to work out. So it's like, that's why ins- relationship? <laughs> that's insane that both of them would go back. I know like yeah. in, in, in some ways, like you technically have a better chance, but like both of them going back is crazy. It's are they both like in separate debts? Or is yeah. it a communal like, how does that even... debt? Oh, and uh debts. Others said debt. I don't, I don't even think they explain it at all. Like, no, I, no, like that, no. that they don't get like enough backstory, but like I'm just thinking about it of like, how does that work? Like how do they how do they both get invited into it? Well, maybe oh. that was the contingency. You both have to come. To get the money. Ooh. I don't know. I'm making that up. Actually, that would be a good reason why they would both twist. Go. A twist. A twist. twist. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, ugh, so many things. But as far as the game goes, the tactics used to, you know, scatter people and like the, I mean, because the, the whole time I was thinking, I mean, I've played many a field day in elementary and middle school where we had tug of war and it is kind of the idea of being strategic and i was sure. literally thinking in my brain like no they need to like let go of the rope a little bit so that the other team can trip up and then you can pull it you know pull it all together and then they're you know goners and i just love how there's no mercy attached to it either because the minute that the flag gets on your side it's like they cut the rope and then it's like all right yeah you guys into the the pit of despair it was just the ground. It wasn't even a fancy pit. No, no. right. It was just, you're all just going to fall on the grounds. It's yeah. also just I such inhumane, like, deaths as well. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, I, 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 yeah, that was, that was brutal. Um, I, the, I made a mistake. The Morse code stuff is in this episode. Oh, okay. Hmm. The Morse code. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Which is awesome. This is a good episode. These, these have all. I think what this show does really well, and it's kind of built in because there are less people. You're playing a game. You're going all the way through it. I never felt like this show had any fat in it. I mm. felt like it was always building towards something and moving towards something. Um, and uh, I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, and they, mm. man, they really know how to build tension in these games. So great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else on this particular episode? Cool. So the next one is kind of like what Brian was saying, like just leading up to the next events because there's no game in episode five. Uh, Episode five is called A Fair World. And we see all the teams that have won the uh, tug of war. They're anticipating another riot. So they're barricading. but nobody gets attacked. Uh, just looking at other things that happened in this, we see the detective witness all of the the harvesting of the organs and all the people that took part in it. Um, and so he like kills all of them, including the doctor who was the one that was harvesting or like taking all the organs out and. Mm. That's when we get a glimpse of the front man, the head of operations, who is now trying to have a, a, a manhunt for the detective 
who had broken into the office and the detective also learns that the games have been going on for 30 years and that his brother, who he's trying to find, participated in the 2015 game and won. So just kind of more backstory into the detective. There's also a thing in here about the uh, old man twist because there's profiles of everyone in the 2020 little booklet that the detective is looking at, but the profile of the old man is not there. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Also, yeah. the binders are in English. I didn't even realize that. I mean, on the side, it says Squid Game. I could read it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I thought that was really interesting. Maybe those are mm-hmm. binders that the the rich people in the last episode like choose from and can read their profile. So it needs to oh, be in English. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I found this very fascinating. Um, uh, I really liked the idea of equality, the equality speech. Um, what I found most interesting about this episode is the religious man. Um, the mm, one who's praying yes. and then he's, um, you know, how can a person justify? I wrote, I like, the, um, how can a person like j- justify what they believe in when they made the choice to come back, you know, like he was, mm-hmm. he was all like, we're sinners and this and that, but he like made the choice to come back. So like, how, like how do you, how does someone like that balance their, their, their religion, whether it's, you know, the being a Christian and what does being a Christian mean, but also making the choice to come back, even though it's for personal gain, knowing that you're going back and your advancement means that people actually die. I found that to be interesting. Um, I mean, later on, he just says we're all sinners and he kind of like falls into that, that trap. But I found that aspect of this episode really fascinating because this is the, I'm trying, this is the first time one, two, it's the third game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the first yeah. time where them winning actually had other people dying in the first two games. It was you against time or you mm. against whatever in this one. It's the first time where you're actually killing the other people. And I thought that bringing religion into this one was fascinating. Hmm. Well, yeah, we, we've definitely talked a lot about uh, religion and in our midnight mass uh, episodes, but that is interesting. I didn't even think about that, that that would be a thing to be brought up because you are now responsible for other people's death. That is great. Yeah. Jamie, any thoughts on this episode? Um, I mean, the one thing that I was thinking of as you were talking about that, Brian, is just like, I think it kind of speaks to a degree of like cognitive dissonance, like being able to separate those two things and like justifying your actions based on like whatever, whatever you need to like tell yourself to be okay with the choices that you're making. And so like he can use religion to justify and being like, well, God's choosing us to survive and not choosing them. And like, we're all sinners anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And like, that's what helps him get through each game. Um, So I just feel like there's like a degree of compartmentalizing to make it suit whatever needs he has in that moment. Yes. What did you call that? Cognitive, uh, cognitive dissonance. It was actually, oh my God, we did trivia last week and it was one of the answers. Oh, the yeah. questions, and I like stood up because I knew what it was. And I was so excited. That's fantastic. 
<laughs> no, you said that, but then it, I thought about the definition of uh, dissociative episodes, but that's not the same thing. Mm. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> 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 Trying to fancy myself some form of, of the knowledge of the thing. Hey, you nope. know a lot of things about mental health. So only because feel free of- to share them anytime you want. You're only truly because of this podcast and uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriends TV show because <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. And I love I love that show so much. It's like as far as the mental health goes aspect, it's mental health and musical theater. You can't go wrong. Just add a little, you know, bloody squid game in there, and then it's like perfect, the perfect thing, <laughs> perfect combination of the perfect TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yeah. So we're just getting kind of more information into this, especially just more information into the higher ups and people that are running this. And uh, that's just kind of where that episode sits. And then we get to this episode, which I'm going to try to pronounce Gangbu, which I think that's the name that the old man, it's like the friendship name that the old Mm -hmm. man gives the main character. So in this episode, it is a doozy, kind of like the turning point, because now we're seeing characters that we have been invested in die because they're losing the games. But before that all happens, they catch, well, they string up the bodies of the doctor and the masked people that were cheating and basically letting everyone know, like, we we're not a part of this cheating. We want everyone to have a quote unquote fair chance. And so mm-hmm. don't cheat. This is what happens uh, when you cheat, even though someone else killed them, they would just like use them as an example of nobody else do this. Don't cheat. Mm-hmm. Here we have the fourth game, which is the infamous marble game. They don't know what's going on, but they're told that they just need to pick one other partner. So obviously people are just picking folks that they are close to, people that they feel like they can win the game with, and the husband and wife choose each other, but not realizing that you're going up against each Ugh. other. That was so, that was the most brutal That was brutal. Thing. Yeah. It was tragic. And so you see that the main character and the old man are together. You see that Ali and the graduate accountant guy are together. You see the pickpocketer and the little girl uh, for, that she became friends with. They're the ones. And I, and I thought that their whole interaction was just like, I got teary eyed at the speeches between those two girls. Cause it was just like, well acted, lovely, heartbreaking in the most beautiful way. So with that, the people who have their uh, fate thrown at them, the old man who's kind of going through dementia and not really even playing the game, he ends up just giving his marble to the main character because he's like, yo, I've lived a good life. Listen, you take it. And so he is um, shot off camera. Mm. Very important that it is off camera Mm -hmm. that he is shot. Then we have the the pitpocketer and her uh, friend and the friend ends up losing on purpose so that the pitpocketer can go on and win the money because apparently the girl thought that the pitpocketer had a better reason of taking the money. So she just let her win the game. And then we get to Ali and the graduate and Uh Ali was tricked. The graduate was uh, going off. I mean, 
he just tricked Ali into giving him his marbles. And Ali thought that he had all of the marbles, but he actually opened up his bag and he had rocks. Mm. And so he got shot. I think that was also off camera as well, because that would have been too much for the audience mm-hmm. to experience that in real time. Because you you can just see that Ali was such a genuine character and very kind of aloof in a way that, of course, he would be manipulated, but it's still sad that you're experiencing this hap- happening to him. Uh, so, yeah, that is that is what happens in, in this episode. So many deaths, so many traumatizing deaths. So many. How did you how did you feel? What were your gut reactions? <laughs> so. I will say I knew this was a twisty episode because mm-hmm. our friend Jay, who is uh, uh, runs previewed the um, YouTube channel for reaction videos of all this has a tremendous amount of views. And typically when one of his episodes has a tremendous amount of reviews, it's because there's some sort of twist or something wild happens. and They want to watch his reactions. So I knew this one had something wild in it. Um, I agree with you. I think the two women talking to each other is what affected me the most. Um, I didn't tear up. I don't know if I was totally... um, At this point, I don't know how invested in the characters I was as much as I was invested in the game itself more than the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I didn't get overly emotional. Um, I liked the old man called him out. He knew what he was doing. Um, Um, also, this is the first time we hear the captain speak English on the phone. I thought that mm. was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, and but yeah, this Marvel game was awesome because the, you know, what was really awesome about the Marvel game in general and just how it was done. No two Marvel games were the same in terms of like emotional resonance. You know, you had right. Ali and the other one. There was that trust dynamic or the lack of trust. You had the old man and what's his name again. This is when. Um, the main character like shakes the old man and just gets like really flustered. No other mm-hmm. tactics other than that. That was really frustrating to me. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but then you had the two women talking to each other and then you had, uh, um, and then, you know, you had the, the gangster and his, you know, his right hand man going at it back and forth. And that equality rule came back to bite him in the butt. Um, I think that this episode was really good and, um really wiped out a lot of the characters that we like oh we and jamie and i totally called that because the woman was dragged away um because she couldn't find a partner that she was oh, yeah. totally there was she was totally just gonna survive she like just got to like pass that game which i love yeah i did because i did not think that i was just like i mean everything is so brutal everyone's dying left and right mm-hmm. that i just thought that she didn't have a partner and now it's okay well she's gone but I think it's it's beautiful how the, in the other episodes how they play out that whole scenario. But it is nice yeah. that she got to stay in the games even though she didn't get because like she didn't get a chance to play. And if they are like trying to be fair with everyone, like it's not her fault that she doesn't have a partner because there's right. a lot more of people. So it makes sense that they would spare her life in the sense of being fair. Mm-hmm. I also like that the strategy of the game also was to choose the game. So there's like just like a lot like. Like, I like that the women were just like, listen, like, one of us is going to die. Let's just, like, like let's not, like, worry about it or strategize. Like, at the end, we'll play one game and we'll take two seconds and we'll figure it out. Like, yeah. that takes a lot of courage, one. Um, but, I two, it, it was just, uh, 
it was so different than everyone else. And I really, mm. I really dug this episode because this, because you'd think that the games are building and building and building to be more elaborate because that's what we've done so far. There was the first game that was shocking. There was a second game that was a little bit more finesse and skill. The third yeah. game with the tug of war was much bigger. And then the fourth game with the marbles um, was, uh, was more intimate. It wasn't bigger, but it was more intimate because now the characters have gotten to know each other. Honestly, it was probably the most cruel game um, only That's because really of what's happening at the time that they're meeting each other and learning about each other. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And how do we feel about the main character in manipulating the old man? Because at this point, you know, he's trying to play fair. He's trying to work with everyone, but now he sees his opportunity to possibly win. So he's going to take advantage of this old man's dementia and, you know, say, oh, yeah, no, you lost that one. You owe me two marbles or, you know, oh, I lost this one. Here's one more. I only bet one marble. Here's one marble. You know, how did you feel about that turn of events? Like, did that make sense that he would now be the one to kind of take advantage for his own gain? Uh, I don't know, because like I, I guess like there's the part of you want to see the character like arc and growth over time, but he, I guess like, I don't know. I have a lot of things running through my head because in the beginning, again, like there's this like exaggerated performance of like what it is to be destitute and like this gambling addiction and, and be in debt and like not really caring about others. And then he gets into this, this world of the game and like, and does he, I don't know if he like cares explicitly about others, but there's parts where he's like definitely slowly becoming more invested in the people that he's like creating this alliance with, particularly with the old man, particularly when like the old man is, is, um, you know, display, like is very weak and sick and like all we're seeing him like just devolve and like the impact that, that, that has on him. Like he doesn't, he definitely isn't acting in the same way that he was in the first episode. Um, with like, these are like his, these are, these are his family members that he's acting this way. Right. And, and so like, it's weird, there's like part of me that's like, is he actually growing or like what? I don't really understand totally what's going on because like, yes, of course he's, he's like caring about this old man, trying to take care of him and trying to like get other people to care and no one's listening to him. And then finally he's put in this situation where the only way that he can serve, like this is the only way that he's realized that he can survive. And I don't know if that means that he's like, learn something or if he felt like he had to do that in order to like, you know, get back to his family. Does he finally care about his family at this point? And that is what's motivating him. Like, I don't know. I I feel like there's stuff that like, doesn't totally make sense for me because I know we're trying to like, see him, you know, like be a better person. And, and, you know, again, when we get to the end, maybe we'll talk about like, has he like, who is this person now as a result of all of this trauma that he's going through? But it does seem kind of, I don't know. There, I, I just have a lot of conflict with, with his decision to take advantage of this player's dementia. 
Yeah. I also think that I agree. I think that this character's journey is all over the place throughout this. I think that you can't track his journey because he's making, depending on what situation he is in, he's making different choices, which is totally fine in mm-hmm. some ways because like, listen, you're going to make a different decision in the the sleeping waiting room than you're going to make in, in the, um, in an actual game. I understand that. Right. But it was I thought it was really hard to read the character from moment to moment. And you really just didn't know what you were going to get. And as a viewer, that's really not satisfying from a protagonist perspective. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. And that's how I felt about it. I, I think mm-hmm. it adds a lot of dimension and character <clears throat> and it's very interesting. But like, if you can't track it, in your head in terms of like, oh, his decision-making has gotten better over time. But like when you're in the game, there is, it doesn't matter. You're just trying to survive, but he's, and and you can see he's a little torn, but he doesn't anyway. So there's a lot of gray area in there for me in terms of like, what is this character trying to do? I guess they are trying to survive. But as Jamie said, like, it's not like he he thinks to himself, like, I got to help my daughter. Like it's all selfish. It's Mm -hmm. all selfish. Um, and and I agree with Jamie that like I'm excited to talk about the end because I don't know and and tracking his um and kind of tracking his uh his journey and and do we think it's real or not or or you know whatever the case may be but yeah this was a yeah. sad episode with lots of murders lots lots of murders ah okay well let's keep going so we can get to that end and talk about his trajectory as a character. The next episode is episode seven, VIPs, which introduces what the name says. It introduces all the people who are investors in this game. You get a sense of all of the rich people who are putting money forth uh, for this as they're in. We find out that this is just for their entertainment. They have personal sections where they can sit and enjoy and watch the games that are happening. Mm -hmm. So the next game that we see in this is the Walking on the Glass Bridge game, which there is a really funny um, Instagram, uh, social media video with this guy who was like, why didn't they just walk in between the two little, like... I thought about that for, like, a hot second, but I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to even remember what it, like, what the pathway looked like and, like, was that really mm-hmm. possible? Or would they ultimately have just gotten shot for, like, kind of breaking the rules? Right, which also could be the, be a thing. But I definitely thought, I was like, wow, why can't they just, like, walk on the beams that are holding the glass... <laughs> And just go, but, you know, if someone tries that and they get shot, then you're like, okay, well, fuck that. I got to actually play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with this one, we see the gangster and his girlfriend at a conflict because he, you know, continuously shut her out of the groups and in the games and didn't pick her. And she said to him that if you screw me over, then I will kill you. And we see in this moment a beautiful Romeo Juliet Juliet moment <laughs> of the two uh, <laughs> of her hugging him and throwing him off of the bridge with her as well, and both of them uh, dying. And mm-hmm. we get introduced to uh, this player who worked with glass his whole life, and so he's like looking at the glass to see which is tempered and which one isn't so he knows which ones to walk on and 
that's kind of helping the other people behind him. Uh, and I think this is also one of the moments where, because in the marbles game, the husband and wife, so the wife dies, she like sacrifices herself. And so the husband goes forward. And I think he was the one, correct me if I'm wrong, that, uh, was like, I, cause they had to arrange themselves in like numerical order. And he was like, they had to find a number and he was like, I will pick number one because I don't want to be afraid of anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've lost my wife. I want to keep going, which I thought that was just kind of like a beautiful uh, revelation in itself, even though we're not invested in the character. It's just someone who is like taking this step to be like, I'm here, I'm in the situation and I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm just going to be like in control of everything. And so I'm going to like pick this, uh, pick this number and keep going. Um, but a lot of people fall to their deaths to where we are now only left with three people in the game mm-hmm. so now we just have the main character we have the graduate and we have the pit pocketer and what i thought was a beautiful cinematography moment was when they shot all the glass up at mm. the end because the time was up so anyone who was on the glass <clears throat> gone you're dead you couldn't you know bye your way out of there but in that the pit pocketer gets hurt because the glass swipes uh her sides and that is that episode. We also get into the detective actually seeing all the VIPs and um, luring one back to a room so that he could like kill him and get more information. And so now they're really on the hunt for this uh, for this guy. And yeah, that is VIPs. Mm-hmm. And it- Ooh, um, I mean, this is a really this is also a really intense episode. Um, I mean, I do have to say I loved when the gangster got his comeuppance. Um, it was just, it was so satisfying, especially after he was just like, I'm going to plant myself here and all of you are going to go around me. And it's like, he's tried to like exert his power over everyone constantly in every game in, in the downtime in getting the food, like just always. And then finally like just falls to his death and it's his own fault because he, he betrayed the girlfriend and like, and just didn't think about the consequences. It's, it's a lot of like, you know, not thinking about consequences of your actions. Um, constantly. So, um, it was just so satisfying. She also annoyed me a lot. So I was okay with her, um, you know, plunging to her death. Um, but at least it meant something, you know? Um, so that's my hot take. I'm glad that they both died. Uh, (laughs) very satisfying. Um, but yeah, like watching the, the the slow motion of the glass exploding and like slowly watching everybody move away and trying to figure out like what's going on. Are they okay? Like how, how bad is it? Like you don't really know. It kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger. Um, but I think that's finally like outside of the last episode where I can't fully figure out like what's going on with the main character. This finally feels like the first time that like you're seeing the, the wheels click in the main character's head of like, you know, what, what people have done to make it this far and like how they are carrying that with them. So like, you know, he, 
he seemingly is guilty for for what he's done and and then seeing the graduate essentially murder one of the other players who could have made it with them is like that moment of like you see it in his face that he's like oh I you know this person has always been like the person that I'm compared to like a childhood friend who's successful who I'm I'm constantly being reminded that they are better than me and six and like doing all this stuff and then like first he has to come to terms with the fact that they're in the same game in the very beginning then he's seeing this guy just like I mean, he's not seeing it all in action, but like everything is clicking where he realizes, oh, this guy didn't tell me this game. Oh, this guy just like threw this guy and and now like just murdering left and right and like the selfishness of, of the character and like finally seeing that. And I don't know if that's like a reflection on himself finally, hopefully of like, oh, this is this is where my selfishness gets me or something like that. That's like what I hope. Um but, but yeah, like you finally see, I think like the reaction in his face is like everything kind of clicking together that, um, that that guy's a piece of garbage. Truly, truly a piece of garbage. And it's just so interesting. Yeah. Like seeing it's, it's interesting. The concept of like you, the main character knows that he killed someone. Yes. But this other guy is just like manic because he really is like just fighting for himself and he's selfish. But I mean, you're all like going towards the same goal. So it's not a matter of like this person is particularly worse off. Like y'all are both like killing people for your own whatever reasons they are. But just the concept of like him like looking at this man and saying, oh my gosh, like you're doing all these things. And it's like, well, also you manipulated an old man, dude. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like- what, you know, where does the moral compass lie? Because you also are, you know, trying to do things to win this money. And I think that we kind of see him going into that after the next episode when things really hit the fan and he's like, oh, okay, this is really survival of the fittest. And the main character is just going to do whatever he can to try and win. Even, even though it seems more like his motivation is just because this guy is like a dick, the, the graduate is an awful person. And so he's trying mm-hmm. to just like get at him for this, for the graduate being an awful person. But yeah, there's something in him that kind of clicks and he kind of towards the end gets to that mentality of like, I don't even care if I win, you're horrible. I'm going to try to go after you type situation. Um, yeah. I would like to say that this is my favorite game. Mm. I thought that because there were so many rules and layers and strategies, like his inability to pick the, the number was like, drove me nuts. I was, it's really stressed me out. Um, but what I found interesting about it is like, <clears throat> okay, you need to figure out which one to jump to. People are waiting in line. If you don't make a decision, you kill the people in the back, but you have to get the, it's, uh, I just thought that the design of the game, just from a writing standpoint and being able to highlight characters' decisions and how they handle it was just so good. And like, he didn't remember what the first one was, but pickpocket mm-hmm. helped him. And like mm-hmm. all of that stuff was just like, I really, really dug this game. Um, I liked all the Americans <clears throat> that were disgusting and watching everything. I thought that was, the masks were beautiful. Um, I wrote um, in my notes, like, who's the host? You know, I didn't, you know, because they show the host taking the hat, the, the mask off and whatnot. Um, um, 
yeah, I really dug this game a lot. And um, Jamie, uh, Jamie, uh, when we were watching it, I called the. Uh, I was like, "What's going to happen is he's going to need to use the marble to test what mm-hmm. is what." Oh, it is. Nice. He did. I, he did say that. I will give Brian credit. Work. Um, the only time turn- I will give Brian credit. Yeah, understood. 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 <laughs> I'm, I understand. Um, I like they turned the lights off and that guy and. I, I I just really like how this episode was was put together. Um, and what excited me, and I, I know this is you know transition to the next episode. What excited me is that the next episode was only like thirty something minutes. So I loved knowing that this was a full episode. The next one was like, okay, we're gonna like we're not gonna waste your time with with fifty minutes. We're gonna do what we need to do and then go right into the finale. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Well, let's get into it because the next one is front man. And what happens is that the three finalists are sitting at a table. They get dressed up. They get to eat like a full dinner. As we mentioned before, they were kind of like uh, rationing their food and giving them less food, like each go around. But now because these are the final three, they can get this luxurious meal, but they're all left with a steak knife to do with as they will. And the main character is trying to make sure that the graduate doesn't kill off the pickpocketer and the pickpocketer is already kind of like dying. So they're Mm -hmm. all in their, um, you know, uh, main space where the beds are. And we see there's only three beds and that's when we can see all of the things on the walls, all the games on the walls and such. And the, um, main character finds out that the pickpocketer is like about to die. So he goes and tries to get help. And in the middle of that, that's when the graduate kills Ugh. the pit pocketer. Was it a mercy kill? Don't think so. He just wanted to get it on in there. And so the main character being heartbroken about this, he tries to fight the graduate, but then they're pulled apart because you got to play the last game. There's you, one left. There's one left. You can't win this way. So that's, basically all that has happened oh and then with the detective because he got all the information about everything that's going on and he's trying to like find a safe place to make calls to the precinct back at home to let them know like you need to come to this place like these things are happening but the main uh head the head person the front man finds the detective and a reveal which i think we already have said but the reveal is that the front man is the detective's brother that he's been it's his brother all along it was his brother and in the midst of everything the detective gets shot in the shoulder causing him to uh fall oh. off the cliff yes <laughs> do that one more time what is it <laughs> that's jamie falling off the cliff so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would have been a really good green screen opportunity if i had one of like yes. yeah you, if somebody knows how to do uh, like Photoshop After Effects, um, if you could Photoshop me into, um, uh, uh, oh my God, Die Hard when he falls off the, the yes. tower. Yes. Please. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A simple request. So your yeah. friend's like, why, why are you asking me to do these things? <laughs> Oh, I no, only you, produce podcasts. You spoiled your your holiday present. I was going to have you <laughs> photoshopped into Die Hard. Hmm. Um, yeah. So this, I want to talk about the detective 
because mm-hmm. the other stuff was pretty straightforward. You could see him changing, feeling a little bit more empathy, like uh, the main character to that. It was very sad when he killed her, but like you knew that was coming. But um, <laughs> especially when she stopped him from killing the graduate, you knew mm-hmm. that was bad news. But let's yeah. talk about the cop. The cop's an idiot. Because the cop, the cop just leaves his oxygen tank. Why don't you hide it so they don't know that you're back? Like idiot. Sorry, not not for me. Um, I really like that he got shot mirror to what his brother got shot. Like, because again, they share kidneys. It was kind of this mm-hmm. like mirror image type thing. Mm-hmm. However, and maybe it's very different in the Korean, but I needed a brother in there. I needed someone to say brother. Because they only said their name. And like, and I knew that what was happening, but I think saying brother would be more impactful for the audience than just the person's name, in my personal opinion. Um, I think it lacked the punch that it potentially needed. How and another thing, the cop didn't affect the cop didn't affect anything. The cop was just an exposition piece. To yeah, uh, the, yeah. If you take the cop out of this, we don't learn that it's his brother, and that doesn't matter to us because nothing mm-hmm. ever happens from that. The right. only thing we find out from him is what he found out downstairs because and what, of what he found out downstairs, unless his phone or something becomes a huge part of season two. In this season, um, there like he he truly didn't add anything except for uh eyes on the other side of it so maybe that's important i guess but like it's not like they weren't showing us what was happening on the other side they were um mm. or maybe they weren't maybe maybe they only showed it because of him but anyway i just feel like we didn't get a ton out of that side uh and maybe again maybe it'll have more an effect on season two but that just felt kind of weird it felt a lot of the cop stuff felt very throwaway to me I- no, I agree with that completely because it's like you said, it's not like any of his actions affected all of the people that we've been invested in. It was yeah, like mm-hmm. very much a separate side story and you could have introduced like, you know, the VIPs and stuff without having to go into all the details of the detective. Like you can just kind of slowly reveal like who is running the game and what's happening to set up for all of the ending stuff. But his story in general is just like, I really... I didn't care about him as a character. I wasn't invested in him trying to find the things that he was trying to find and nothing of it like related except in the only, the only time he was directly involved was with the whole doctor situation because he's sure. found the things and killed and, and revealed that the people were cheating. But even mm-hmm. then like it wasn't directly affecting the main characters that we've been following thus far. So yeah, it was interesting. Jamie? Very interesting. Thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I agree with what you're saying about the popo. Um, popo, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I imagine since at this point they've announced the season two that like something will come of that. <laughs> That's Maybe. interesting. I don't know. Because we watched it knowing there was going to be a season two. I I wonder if I would have been less disappointed or more disappointed um, in the ending um, Mm -hmm. had I I not known there was going to be a season two. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I watched it not knowing that there was going to be a season two. And it was kind of one, it was one of these shows where I wasn't even wanting necessarily a season two. As I was going through it, I wasn't thinking like, oh, well, they could like go with this storyline and have like a season two and like continue the story this way. It seemed like it would all just be a one and done, like a one-off situation. Um, I'm happy there is going to be a, a season two because it was so compelling, but yeah. I am see what they're going to do with that like is it going to be any kind of continuation i mean obviously the end in the last episode we're left with kind of like a cliffhanger of where the story could go but Mm -hmm. also just Mm -hmm. create a whole another thing with different sets of people you know in different games and different it doesn't necessarily have to be like a continuation of the characters that we uh have learned about in this season so it's all interesting. I wasn't even thinking in watching this. I wasn't even thinking about a season two. I thought this was just going to be like a one and done. Totally. Well, yeah. Now final episode. Yes. Finale. 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 Finally, the finale. Finally. Oh my God. The They're all based in Latin. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called One Lucky Day. So we get the final game, the squid game, which was described in the first episode, the rules of that. And so this ends up coming back around, of course, in the last episode as the final game with the graduate and the main character going up against each other. And in the midst of it, they're playing the game slash just fighting each other. Also, they decided to make it rain in the space to make it even more complicated. Well, isn't it open air or no? Yeah, I think it's... Oh, I thought that it was, like, was just outside. Like Truman Show? Ah, yes, fair. I think it was just, I think it was just open air outside, I thought. No, that makes sense. I, <laughs> I was randomly thinking of, uh, you know, in the Simpsons movie, if you watch that and they're all in like this like big ass snow globe dome and things are just mm. like happening. But that's what mm. I thought. It was. Or like the Hunger Games where it's just like a big dome of things and, you know, mm. making all the stuff happen. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they're outside. It's raining. They're going back and forth. Eventually, the graduate is is beat up to an extent where the main character has the opportunity to win. But the main character is like, yo, let's just end the game and let's both survive. Let's just opt to get out of the game as a whole. But the graduate just stabs himself, making the main character the winner. And so the main character is... uh, put unconscious again and thrown back into the world. He wakes up with a, with a credit card in his mouth that has all of the money that he can, <laughs> that he now possesses, but he comes back home and realizes that his mother had passed away, who he was also trying to kind of win the money to help her in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't touched uh, a year has gone by and he is traumatized obviously by everything that has happened and he hasn't even touched the prize money. And then he gets a letter from the old man. He goes and visits him and finds out the twist of it all that the old man, it was the old man all along. The old man is in the house. It's in the (laughs) calls are coming from in the house. Uh, so the old man is on his deathbed and so he chooses to reveal everything that has gone on. And he's just an old rich man who wanted to make these games to entertain himself and other bored, rich people. And he wanted to participate in the game because he knew he was going to die anyway. Mm. 
Uh, and he wanted, and all of these games, like we've said before, are games that the old man has played because he like reveals that he knows like strategies to win these games. And he just chose childhood games for nostalgia purposes. Also the whole marble uh, venue was based on the old man's childhood area home because he was like, Oh, where's my house? This looks just like, you know, all the things. So there are definitely clues when you go back and look and you see that, you know, it was the old man all along eventually um, dies and the main character decides to, you know, use all the money. He dyes his hair, cute little pink color, and he's going to go and try to reconnect with his daughter. But before he uh, boards his plane, he sees the gentleman in the suit playing the game with another person, like in the first episode, like trying to win money with the red and blue squares. And he confronts them, but only gets like the card. And he calls the number on the card, demanding to know like who's running the games. And he is going to get on the plane, but then he goes back because cliffhanger, where's he going to go? He's probably going to go try to stop the games now. And that is the end of the Squid Game. How do we feel Uh. the twist and the journey of the main character in this moment? Because it's... uh, crazy i i had no idea that the old man would be involved in this way i also thought just how they kind of explained everything was a little confusing to me Mm. sense of like the purpose of it all and why he was doing the things that he was doing like to me just saying like i'm just a bored rich old man and i wanted to have this game to like kill people like i don't think that that's like a uh, valid enough reason for all of the chaos that was ensuing and the trauma and the deaths that were happening. So that kind of ruined it a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. His, I mean, I appreciate the twist <clears throat> and the Easter eggs that were hidden within the episodes to kind of lend you to believe his involvement. Mm-hmm. In it. Sure. I just didn't buy, I didn't buy it. I'll say it. I didn't buy it. How did y'all feel? Um, I didn't either. I had a lot of problems with this last episode to be totally honest. I love that they just got right into the squid game. Like they just like got right into it. They did that. I, um, I think that it was hard for me to believe that I wouldn't step in the circle. It just was really hard for me to believe. Um, uh, all he had seen all this death. He had made friends with so many people for him to just give up when they all died for nothing. Um, it doesn't make sense. The one thing that they didn't, they didn't, if, if he quit, if they both quit, then all that money would be split between all the dead people's families. And so I think they should have leaned more into that a little bit more in the explanation of it, because I love rules. Um, but I, I, I don't know that that whole sequence was a little weird um, in terms of, I don't know, maybe he thought he could save him or I, again, I, I just thought a lot of these decisions weren't based on character a lot of the time. I think they were just based on what could be fun in the moment, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. I needed a little bit all over the place. Um, so that's the first one. Then when the character finally goes home, I just didn't believe a lot of his actions based on who the character was and the growth that he would have made. Like, I just don't believe. So this is maybe a question for Jamie. Like 
the PTSD of going through all of that and being the only survivor, like, is this how someone could potentially act? Do you see them differently the way this character was presented? Like, what's your take on that? Yeah, I don't, I I don't really know. Like, I imagine there's like a survivor's guilt element of like being the only one who, who went through this and, and can live to speak on it, but also like, you know, he's so like resigned to nothing changing, but there's also, I mean, he goes back to his life before, but he's not necessarily like still gambling. Like he's, he's, just kind of keeping to himself and like just seems to be in shock the whole time. Um, But it is weird because like, you know, he went through this whole experience for his daughter and it's unclear if he sees her that entire year that goes by after the event of this. It's like a year later when he's like making these plans to go visit her in the U S. And so like, it's, it, you know, I feel like there's stuff that's missing that might indicate like, you know, that he finally sees the value in his relationships that he like, you know, wants to make the right choice. I mean, part of it is like his mother's dead. And so the closest relationship that he has access to, to actually influence, like he can't do anything. Like he came back and it was too late. And now like, so, so like, that's like a direct thing that he, that we could have seen that immediate change, but we never will because she died. Um, and then like, he, he doesn't really have like immediate access to his daughter because his ex-wife and her new husband, like don't want him to interfere in, in their lives, in the lives of his daughter. So like, is he respecting that distance or, and like keeping to himself because he's actually like not trying to, you know, like actually listening to what they asked of him. Um, But that also seems like a cop out because like, that's the one relationship that he seemingly cared about. And so you'd think that he would like, you know, move hell in high water in order to, to see her. Um, So in terms of like how real I think this is, I don't know. I think that there's like something to like the Korean dramas that like, yes, this is like a very like exaggerated performance. Um, but I mean, I definitely see like the, the trauma and survivor's guilt of it all. Like, I think that's, I think that's real. I think that's something that, that, you know, we can connect to as the viewer. Um, but, and then you have the very end, which again, feels very escape roomy, um, of like, I'm like, I'm going to bring them down. I'm going to stop all of this. Um, which again, like knowing that there's a season two, it's like, okay, like what is he going to do to try to bring down this whole organization? He was also just like, so, I mean, I don't know. He, or like in the earlier episodes, he just seemed like such a goofy, not well put together guy. So I'm just like, what could this guy possibly do to like stop this, underground sect of like rich people to, to like, I don't know. I'm just like, what is he, what is this guy going to do? He's like a, a bumbling oaf. Yes. And like got lucky so many times. So many times. I, I, I had a really, so if he wouldn't, let's just say, 
I think he he went into the squid room, the squid games for selfish reasons. He wanted to pay off his debt so his legs wouldn't get broken or his family would like he wouldn't get killed. But like, so I guess that was like he was just selfish the whole time. And then like not seeing his daughter, I just saw no growth in this character. I just didn't, and that really bothered me. And then he doesn't contact them for a year. His family, even like I, I just like maybe Jamie's right. Maybe they, maybe he was trying to respect the. The, the the respect the wishes of the the mother and the stepfather, but they don't they don't talk about that at all. He just looks like he's super depressed and his PS, it's PTSD, which is fine. But like I don't know, I was just very 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 disappointed in how it ended. And honestly, when he, I felt the same way as Jamie. Like I was like, what are you gonna do, you you bum? Like like honestly, like Man, you really hate that he's a bum. When he when he went. <laughs> when he like i i just don't under maybe i i just can't connect with if i was in his situation there's no way i would go back and not see my daughter there's just no way i just like don't believe i, I, I that just is such a cop-out and i just like i don't know i just like didn't enjoy that at all um i i, I didn't i didn't feel like they built up his journey enough that he really wants to get back at them like i also maybe more important than anything else i do not believe that the kindness of the stranger outside of the window on Christmas or whatever it was changed his way of thinking about things when he had just been through something so insane and he saw the goodness of people in there, whether it was the old man giving him the, the last marble or whether it was the, um, the woman at the pickpocket asking him to take care of his son. And then he wouldn't even want to do that. Like, he, he like I just had so many issues with the end of this in terms of being an actual arc that like it it actually kind of like tainted some of the rest of the show for me in terms of a character drama because it was so all over the place and so like outrageously unbelievable and melodramatic and like I don't think the old man forget about his reasoning I don't think that scene and maybe it was the translation but I just think that scene was just kind of like boring for a reveal to be totally honest um I just was really disappointed by all the, I love a good one year later. Don't get me wrong. But like, uh, I just was kind of disappointed by the end of this, to be totally honest. Will I watch season two? Hell yeah, I'll watch season two. I want to see if they do anything with the character. I want to see how pink his hair is. But I, I just like, <laughs> I just like didn't believe any of, I truly, 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 Either I don't know if it's why I couldn't believe it or I couldn't get behind it, but I just thought this character's journey. And if you're doing a series from big, from point A to point B, I just felt like he got to point A point one, like maybe even like not even that. And and I guess I watched this knowing that there was going to be a season two, but like man, I, I I I both I don't know if it was him or the writing or maybe just like how South Korean dramas are kind of. Uh, over the top or produced or this is similar thematics i'm i'm not familiar with uh, except for the very commercial stuff like like a parasite and stuff like that to be and and all of his work i'm just really not that familiar with south korean cinema from 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 a tv or movie standpoint so like maybe i'm just like missing the point but like this last episode did not do it for me there was no excitement to it it was actually a little boring i couldn't get behind the character's justifications and like it was it was kind of meh, but I love everything leading up to it. Even if I had complaints about him, um, 
within within you know overall but i don't know that i didn't really want to leave with a sour taste in my mouth but like it kind of did and it didn't really get me amped for a season two which i will watch of course because i'm not a monster (laughs) yeah uh really quickly before we wrap it up i do want to speak on jamie talking about um the survivor survivor's guilt because I think that's the only thing that could link me into a valid reason why he probably wouldn't want to see his daughter because he's probably seen what he has become and he didn't want to, um, you know, confront his daughter. Cause that would kind of be like confronting sure. like, this is who I am now, even though, and, and it's not like his daughter needed the money because the wife and the stepdad were very well off. So, mm-hmm. He didn't need to, and the real reason why he needed the money was for himself, of course, and his debt, but also like to help his mom, who uh, in episodes we saw she had like surgery and there's like hospital bills and all the things, but now she's gone. So it's like, well, the reasons why he would need the money are kind of no more. And the fact that now he's probably to become a monster to himself with all of the trauma, with everything that has happened, like, how can you confront someone who is so um impressionable as your daughter and say like as as your dad I have done all of these things like how can you kind of like reconcile that feeling and continue on to try to like support and not to justify I'm just saying that could be the only valid point for me of him like not wanting to see his daughter in that moment because he's still processing all those things and why would you want to be trying to process all that stuff with like your daughter who looks up to you and you're like reconciling all that stuff within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this doesn't become kind of like the Saw franchise because, you know, the real reason why we're in it, even though the character development was great throughout most of the episodes, like you're there for mm-hmm. the game, you know? Totally. And so I hope in season two, it's not just a, how crazy can we get the games now? And then there's no other underlining thing because I think what makes this work is the fact of the the commonality of the debt of all of the characters and the fact that their their reasonings for going and doing all of these games and um, putting their life on the line is because of something that we can all kind of connect with and that's like just surviving and having the money. So I just hope that it's you know not going to be kind of like a saw thing and just become like a torture porn situation, but mm-hmm. actual like investment in things and also to speak on like cultural uh, or aspects, especially like the capitalism aspect of everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. I also I also wonder. So logic would tell us a new season, new games, but I think what would be fascinating is what if this guy's in there and knows all the games already? It, you know, like. How does he manage that? Do they change the mosaics in the room? Do they have to get a new interior mm. designer like to fix the walls? Like that, like who does he tell? Who does he not tell? Does he tell <clears throat> everybody what the games are? Or are the games just totally brand new? Because like it's a new season. Like we're gonna want to watch the new games and see him figure it out while balancing, like, how do I like take this down from the inside? Um yeah. but that's definitely fascinating. But I have a, before we do like rotten tomatoes and stuff, I have a question for you. How far would you get? Oh, I think let's, let's say, let's mm-hmm. say that you survive the first game. You, yes. sur- you figure it out early enough that you're not like blindsided and murdered. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you figure out the first game because I think, because 
if anything, that's probably the most unfair of the games. Yes. Um, uh, uh, but like, okay, let's say you survive the first game, or maybe you feel like you wouldn't survive it. Or mm-hmm. let's uh, wait, I'm going to take that back. Let's at least say that you have figured it out enough that you can play the rest of the game knowing that you can get killed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- I how far th- would... I don't think I would survive the Glass Bridge game. That was just too much of a... Like, you gotta... It's too much of a 50-50. You know, like, you can, with the marbles and stuff, like, you can kind of manipulate, like, tug of war. Like, you also have the assistance of other people and, like, you can figure out the honeycomb things. But I think with the the glass, it's just too much of a, like, 50-50 chance of... And you have more chances in the other games than that one. That's my opinion. Jamie? I... I like to think that I'm really good at like coloring within the lines and like cutting paper straight that I could do the, the, um, honeycomb game. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't have a lot of confidence in my tug of war skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I mean, I love, I mean, man, that, 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 that scene was so excellent of the old man describing how they would win and watching them do it. But still like, I don't know. I don't know how well I can like plant myself down and like also like to get back the part when they like drop it and then like pick it back up was so intense. Like my whole body was clenched up. Um, And I don't know if I could like recover that quickly. I'm kind of like bumbling and walk into things all the time. And like, sometimes my limbs just like do wild things. And I feel like I have control over my body. It's wild. So I'm not super confident. Also, there's the whole scene where like the fight breaks out. So like, I don't think I'll survive that either. Mm. Um, yeah, the riot. <laughs> that's fine. I use my boxing yeah. skills. Get it together. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, you, you would, you would punch if I would cases. team with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, I would ally with you. Fantastical. Well, listen, we survived escape rooms together, so I think we can manage. For that, that is point. true. Excellent that is point. true. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? Um, I'd like to think I would get to the marbles. I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it depends what game you play. How much could I like? How much am I willing to manipulate someone else or or figure that out? I don't know the answer to that question until I guess until I was actually in there. But I think I would make it to. I think I would make it to the marbles at the very least. Yeah. All good things. Grand. So the rotten tomatoes. Yes. Let's do rotten tomatoes. It's the rotten tomatoes game. Uh, all right. What do you think this has on rotten tomatoes? I'm going to say a 90. I'm going to say an 87. Well, this has a 94%. Wow. Nice. Uh, the, the, average, the average audience score is 83%, but the average you know, uh, critics consensus is 94. And that consensus for season one is Squid Game's unflinching brutality is not for the faint of heart 
but sharp social commentary and a surprisingly tender core will keep viewers glued to the screen, even if it's while watching between their fingers. Not their crushed Ali manager fingers. Yeah. Icky. Icky, 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 icky. That was too much. All right. Should we do the four S's? Yes. Skull, scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> okay. The four S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. We rank them, we rank each one, one through 10 for each of us. Skulls are um, for mental health and human behavior, how well it kind of worked with that. Uh, let's start with you, Jamie. What do you give it for skulls between one and 10? Um, I think I will give it, I was gonna say six, but I think I'll give it the five. Um, because I do think that like part of the shtick is that like everything is more exaggerated. And then mm-hmm. there's like some moments where you're not told, like we talked about, like what is, what is motivating the main character and like, is he actually growing and what does that look like? And it kind of is like a little bit mixed, but, um, I think like the survivor's guilt is, is really effective. Just like the hold that, um, you know, debt and gambling addiction has on all of these characters is really effective. So yeah, middle of the road for me. Nice. All right, Nikisha? Yeah, I'm going to say a four for those reasons because it's not really specific, but uh, there's not really specific mental health things, but human behavior is sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I can see why they would make the decisions that they make. And then other times you're just like, what are you doing? Uh, so four for me. Uh, I'm going to give this a six uh, for all the reasons that you both gave, but I, I just think that like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt over the five, I guess. Mm. Uh, scares, Jamie. Um, I think I'll give it a 3.5. Um, there wasn't really any jump scares per se, but I think there were a lot of really tense moments, um, some cliffhangers, um, unsettling, surprising horror adjacent things. Um, so yeah, not, not super duper high. All right. Uh, Nikisha. Yeah, I'll give it a four, uh, for the same reasons there weren't any jump scares, but my anxiety was so high in so many parts of the games that, I will give it a, a four for that, for the tension building. Sure. I gave it a two. It just wasn't scary or anything at all. Uh, it didn't really get me there. But I will say I gave it a seven moving on to shakes for the tension. And I won't forget it because of those feelings, the games, that like tension they did, Bill, that you both mentioned. I mm-hmm. I looped that into uh, that why I w- won't be able to shake it off or forget it. Um. Jamie, what's your shakes? Mm, maybe a four um, because it took me a while to like get into the trend of it all. And so like, I think I'll, I'll think about it for a bit, but um, it's not, it wasn't like my favorite thing ever, um, mm-hmm. but I found it pretty enjoyable. So I, I will certainly recommend it to other folks, but um, yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, I would give it a six. And I'm only basing that of when, of the time that I was watching it in the hype. Yeah, yeah. Because I was saying like, you guys have to watch this, watch this now. Like, and even being in like episode three or four, not even finishing it, being like, everyone watches, who is watching this? Who can I talk to this? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, I'll give it a, a six as far as it's sticking with me when I was first watching it. Cool. Um, and then suggestions, what other movies or TV shows would you suggest along with this? I have two suggestions. Um, if you want a Korean horror that is not parasite, watch the call. It's on Netflix. Uh Uh, and if you just like playing games and twists at the end, watch, would you rather? Mm. Jamie? Um, if you like this and the hunger games, but want something that's better than the hunger games and, and probably what inspired the hunger games, watch battle Royale, um, which is a a Japanese, um, like horror thriller, um, where a bunch of high school students are forced to fight to the death, um, in this like post-apocalyptic world. Nice. Cool. Um, I'm going to suggest the platform, um, Mm. the Spanish language, uh, movie. You can watch that. I believe it's still on Netflix. Um, just about ethics and kind of being put into a, uh, a very weird situation where you're kind of break, trying to break out of it. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. And, uh, I would highly, highly suggest it. That was the Um, first movie I watched, uh, on like the party play on netflix where you can like watch it with a group of people like oh a- yeah mm. yeah it's a good time Great yeah movie. it's a good movie um cool well great awesome squid game, squid game. that is it good game squid. <laughs> fantastic so we got through all of squid game thank you guys for uh listening to us discuss this you can follow us on all social media platforms uh, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok at Talk Horror Pod POD. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, things like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank and you. Thank you. And we are signing off with what? Squid noises? <laughs> yeah. No, with calamari. <laughs> Yeah. With calamari. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.